Tonight on Truth Today, leaked documents show that the United States is already at war with Russia. We're going to be discussing how to say no to the central bank digital currency. Also, evidence is now coming in that Christian persecution, violence against Christians, is going to increase because there is no justice in America. We don't have a government that will protect Christians. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us tonight on Truth Today. We want to welcome all who are first-time viewers, and if you're a regular viewer, thank you for your faithfulness. My name is Pastor Sharam Hadian with the Truth and Love Ministry, and Truth Today is part of our ministry. It's part of our uh, education and focusing on uh, uh, the Word of God, Bible prophecy, dealing with uh, current events, Everything that the Bible addresses, uh, we're going to address, and so uh, I pray that you're in the right place tonight, and I pray that you will help us to get the word out and share this with others who can also tune in. Uh, on that note, please visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Please uh, sign up for our email newsletter and check out all of our content, and of course, also go to our Rumble page, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian. And as always, we ask you if you could subscribe. If you're not subscribed to our page, please subscribe so you can get updates when we upload new content. Hopefully, you're watching on one of those two platforms today. We live stream to our website and we live stream to Rumble. Also, I uh, want to encourage you to uh, get our text alerts. If you're not getting our text alerts, uh, this is the way that you get updates when we go live. Uh, there is the number on the screen, 689 TT for Truth Today, then the word TRUTH, or 689-888-7884. Text the word JOIN, J-O-I-N, push SEND, and you'll be subscribed to our text alert. Again, as always, it doesn't cost you anything, um, and it just allows you to receive our updates as we go. All right, we have a lot to cover tonight. Um, I want to uh, just share with you a word that, uh, as I was praying for tonight and just asking the Lord what He would have me share, um, it's a it's a it's a verse that you you probably heard preached in 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 many of churches on John chapter fifteen. If you have your Bibles, uh, we always start in the Word of God. Of course, we always start with our solid foundation, which is the Word of God. So I encourage you to turn with me right now to John chapter fifteen, and starting in verse one. So John chapter 15, in verse 1, uh, Jesus is preparing, of course, for His departure from His disciples. He has spent time, He's poured into them, now He is preparing for His passion, for His suffering. And as He's preparing them for the suffering that is to come, not only His suffering, but the suffering of their persecution that is about to come, because of their association with Jesus of Nazareth, who is the Messiah, he had declared himself to be the Messiah, he had shown signs and wonders to be the Messiah, he's telling them how they must live as he departs from them, how they must remain in him, especially in light of persecution and what's to come. And I think that's so relevant today for where we are at in these last days 
when we see so much of Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes, we see the world becoming darker, more delusional, more evil, very much like the days of Noah, right? That's what Jesus predicted in Matthew 24, where he prophesied, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. We are called to abide in Him, remain true to Him, even in the face of persecution and suffering and hardship. For what? For our faith. Not for a compromised faith. Not for compromising so that somehow the world will um, love us. But for the true faith. So here Jesus says in verse 50, chapter 15, verse 1, I am the true vine, and my Father is the wine dresser, the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not, and, and, and one more thing before I get into this, so often I've heard this preached, and they don't get to the root of what he's saying. They love the part about abiding Christ. It's easy to say, oh yes, abide in Christ. But they don't get to the part where what are the consequences if you don't abide in Christ? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, the Father, who is the vine dresser, takes away, is going to pluck away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. So even if you abide in him, God is still going to prune, and pruning oftentimes comes through our suffering, comes through hardship. Life is not easy. Even as a Christian, life is not easy. Life is difficult. This world is difficult. This life is difficult. And even though we know the scripture says that Jesus promised us abundant life uh, in, in, in this life and then eternal life for the, 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 the hereafter to come, for, for the eternity, we have life in him. Abundant life does not mean easy life. Abundant life means that we have joy and peace uh, purpose, even in the midst of hardship and suffering. So, the fruit that the 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 the, the branches that don't bear fruit, they're plucked away. The branches that bear fruit, they're pruned. Verse three: You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. So, this is not about salvation. This is about sanctification, our discipleship. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So today, many churches, many Christians want to be able to bear fruit or claim that they're bearing fruit to the world through a wokeness, a social justice, a social gospel, and yet they're doing it without truly abiding in Christ because abiding in Christ means loving Him, obeying His commandments. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Let me read that one more time. For without me you can do nothing. Now here is verse 6 that oftentimes is not preached. It's not emphasized as a consequence 
of us not abiding. We don't abide in Christ out of fear. We abide in Christ because we love him. We want to serve him. We want to worship him as Christians. And in a world you'll see tonight that is getting more and more dangerous and antagonistic for Christians, nothing, nothing like what's going on in other parts of the world for Christians. We're still not even close to that level of persecution in America, but it's getting more heightened. Here's verse six. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch. Now, this is not talking about unbelievers because unbelievers don't abide in Christ. It's talking about believers. If any believer is not abiding in Christ, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, meaning you're going to spiritually die if you're not abiding in Christ. Because the moment you're removed, the moment you've grieved, because if you don't abide in Christ, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit, we grieve the Father, we grieve the Holy Spirit if we don't abide in the Son. So the moment that happens and you're plucked away, you're cast away, now what, what happens to that branch that you cut and you leave there, right? It may look good for a day or two or three or four, but then it withers and it, it's dead. Part B of six, verse six, and they gather them, those branches that have been cast out, and throw them into the fire and they are burned. See, we don't teach verse six. We don't get the fullness of the warning of Jesus. This isn't just a feel-good message that Jesus is giving. Oh, abide in me, be the, be, the, be the true vine. No, this is a warning. There are consequences. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Now, this is the beginning of his dissertation to his disciples on the eve of him being arrested. They're in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's preparing them for the suffering and the hardship and the persecution and the attacks and the hatred because look at verse 18 of that same passage, right? If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you're not of the world, but I've chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So he's preparing them. Verse 26, the coming rejection. But when the, uh, uh, when the helper comes, who shall I send to you from the Father? The Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. He will testify of me and you will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. These things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogue. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. So I felt this is really just so applicable that as we're waiting upon the second coming, so Jesus is here, the Messiah is with them. He's about to go to his suffering as the suffering servant. We are waiting for the second coming 
No longer are we waiting for the suffering servant. We're waiting for the conquering king. Amen. We're waiting for the king of kings and lord of lords to return. Amen. And he is going to rule this world. He is going to overthrow nations and governments and all of this globalist agenda. Everything that we have been warning about from one world government to one world economy to one world religion. All of it he will throw down at the end of the tribulation. And he will set up his kingdom on earth once and for all. Once and for all. But yet we wait. And in that waiting, we're going to see tougher times. And we got to be ready so that our faith is not shaken, nor that we compromise. Listen, please. That we compromise as things get tougher. Just like in COVID. How many Christians compromised? How many churches compromised? Because they were not prepared. They were not ready. Even though this ministry warned people in late 2019 and 2020 of what was coming. We got ultimately kicked off of YouTube because of those warnings. We lost many ministry supporters early 2020 because of those warnings. Yet to God be the glory for being correct because of discerning the Holy Spirit. So, we, difficult days are ahead of us. Especially with our first topic tonight. If we are heading into war with Russia, and, well, and China. Don't forget that it's war with Russia and China. We are going to unilateral, well, multilateral because of NATO, multilateral war with Russia and China. This is uh, very imminent. And tonight's topic is the fact that we are now, based on leaked documents, we are now in the theater of war with Russia. We are officially now, oh, well, we've been, but now the documents are proving to everybody that this is not a proxy war, that we are now at war with Russia. In the entire Cold War, this never happened. In the entire Cold War, with the Soviet Union, we never truly got this. We had the Bay of Pigs. We had some different things that were very close. Obviously, the Bay of Pigs was very close to, to potentially nuclear Armageddon. But to actually be on the border of Russia with now leaked documents. Let's go to our first headline. This is out of the Gateway Pundit. If you have this drive breaking. Leaked U.S. defense documents show Western forces on the ground in Ukraine and the countries are named. Now I'll get to the source of the leak, but these show that the United States of America, the United Kingdom, France, Netherlands, and of course NATO has special forces. Now, according to this leaked document, which is, remember now, this is only one document or one set of documents 
showing what is actually happening. When we had Leo Homan on last week, remember he gave us an update that there was a spring offensive that Ukraine is planning against Russia. Well, now we find out that as part of that offensive, the United States Special Forces troops are now a part of that offensive. The U.S. is actively fighting, is going to be actively, listen, listen, is going to be actively participating in attacking Russia sometime this spring. If they go forward with these plans, which are absolutely idiotic, foolish, as Leo said last Thursday, um, the reporting that is, is coming out, the U.S. Uh, or, or the Russians haven't even deployed their main troops yet. They have mercenaries and reserve troops that they've been fighting. The Ukrainians have 25,000 or more or did he say 250,000? I don't know. It's a huge, it was a catastrophic number. I'm trying to remember what Leo said last week, but um, it, it was a catastrophic number of already, already deaths. And according to the leaked documents, um, the UK has the largest contingency of special forces in Ukraine, about 50. Uh, according to this, 14 special forces are in the, on the ground fighting. The leaked files were marked top secret, paint a detailed picture of the war in Ukraine, including sensitive details of Ukraine's preparation for a spring counteroffensive. Now, the U.S. government, of course, is after the leaker. They're not addressing the actual leak. They're not addressing the fact that we are at war without there being a congressional vote on that. The United States Congress is supposed to declare war. I'm not privy that the United States Congress has declared for the United States to go to war. Obviously, they're sending, they've sent billions and billions and billions of dollars. Just today, another article came out, the corrupt Zelensky, who uh, they're, they're claiming has stashed away $400 million of uh, U.S. money, uh, is asking for another $14 billion. So they get this money, he skims money off the top, or we know from the FTX situation that they then funnel that money through Ukraine and back to the United States for Democrat causes and Democrat candidates, but he skims his money off the top, right? This is a criminal cabal in Ukraine, folks. This is an absolute criminal cabal in Ukraine. And as we covered last week, it's the Christians in Ukraine that are paying the worst price. It's the Christians in Ukraine, the Orthodox Christian Church in Ukraine that are paying the heavy price. And what does the uh, United States do? Here's another um, uh, supportive article. Uh, Jack Posobiec. Uh, do you have that article right there on human events? Right there. No, that's not the one. Uh, leaked war plans right there. Here's another one again. Leaked war plans. Uh, he covered this on uh, War Room with Steve Bannon. Recent classified documents have been leaked. Uh, proving. He says, suggests, but proving that there are U.S. forces on the ground in the, in, in the theater of war. So this is not a proxy war. We are, one more time, we are officially at war with Russia. And the reason I said, are we at war with Russia and China? The reason I said that, yeah, you can go ahead and bring that image up if you want. Um, is because we know that Russia 
has already signed multiple agreements with China for bilateral support of one another. If China is attacked or, or if China attacks Taiwan and then we attack China or, and again, you're talking about a United States military that is not prepared. We have sent so much of our armament over to Ukraine. Our stockpiles are, have been depleted. We have a transvestite, transsexual, abortion-loving, LGBTQ-loving military. And we're going to go to war with Russia? This is going to become nuclear. That, that, that was, again, obviously the concern we raised last week was this is going to go nuclear. And this is potentially World War III. Wars and rumors of wars. It's incredible. This is impeachable. This is impeachable. This is treasonous. Not only the amount of money we've sent to this criminal, Zelensky, but also to, so again, you Christians out there, come on, we gotta have a little bit more wisdom. I'm not saying don't support the idea of the Ukrainian people, but we should not be supporting the Ukrainian government. We should get out of this uh, war. We should stop supporting NATO that is goading Russia, right? We covered that last week. Finland has been added to NATO, the 31st country, massive border with Russia. We're poking the bear and we think that we can handle a war with Russia. This is, um, and, then, and, then, and then what's the big story? Instead of the big story being about the leaked documents, now the big story is they're going after the leaker. Let's go to that Breitbart article. If you have that leaker, uh, leader of online group or Pentagon leaks, uh, the apparent, you have that right there, is a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman. New York Times on Thursday revealed the name of the leader of an online gaming group where classified Pentagon leaks first reportedly appeared as Jack Tiexera, Tiexeria, a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman. Mm, does this make sense? I don't know. Or is this a patsy? A an Air National Guardsman uh, had access to these classified documents? Now, they identify him as a member of the intelligence wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard who oversaw a private online group named Thug Shaker Central. Of course, the uh, New York Times uh, had talked about that the government wanted to talk to the leaker, but then all of a sudden the New York Times shows up at his house before the feds do, and now um, they've arrested him. The latest that I just read before we went on air was that they've arrested him. So they're going after the leaker instead of focusing on the leak, instead of focusing on the fact that we are about to officially declare war on Russia. Now remember, and even Trump came out this week, remember, I, I, I showed to you, um, we destroyed, there's no doubt in my mind, the United States destroyed the Nord Stream pipeline. That's an act of war. We've done everything we can to goad Putin, including now we have U.S. forces on the ground, and the, uh, the Pentagon will come out and say, oh, they're there for training purposes, they're there, whatever. Uh, no, they are actively there. 
who knows what they're engaging in. And I believe that they're part of preparing this offensive to go into Russian territory, or at least the Ukrainian uh, or the Russian territory that has now been occupied, that was formerly Ukraine. Um, Lord help us. Lord help us. And this is in the midst of the most inept, nobody in their right mind. The entire world is making, making jokes about Biden. The entire world knows he's a joke. He's a puppet. The entire world knows that he's not running a government. Why have we not had impeachment already by the Republicans? The first thing they should have done is impeach him on um, the uh, 25th Amendment. He is unfit. If there was ever a situation where he's unfit for office, this is it. This senile, deranged, evil pedophile who is a criminal, again, they know the Chinese. One of the articles that just came out was that um, the CCP is now supposedly sharing information. Now, figure that because the CCP wants the deep state to have control in the U.S. so they can undermine and, dis and destroy this country from within. So Biden is, is, is part of the globalist puppet. Um, the, again, the Republicans claim they have all these documents proving the money that's been flowing from the CCP to the Biden family, including Joe Biden. This is all, there is no more textbook definition of treason. And yet we do not have justice in this nation. We do not have courage in this nation. We do not fear God in this nation to do what is right, to do what is necessary. They're going to bury Trump under indictment after indictment under indictment. Again, we got to be very cautious not to put our hopes in 2024. Because with what they're planning this year alone, we may not fully get to 2024. They distracted us with 2022 while they were playing shenanigans. And now um, it's, it's, it's the circus that's gonna be with Trump and all these indictments. And um, Trump laid out his Agenda 47. He's calling it Agenda 47, where he's gonna be the 47th president and he's gonna have his agenda. He's gonna get rid of all these. You can, listen, I love these ideas, but you think that they're gonna let him get elected? Come on, folks. We have not fixed our stolen election. And America is under judgment. We're presuming that God's just going to give favor to Trump again. Trump only got in because of God the first time. Our focus should be on building local, fighting for states. And that's where I want to get to um, next because... I want to talk about the move. Uh, let's go to the Leo Holman article, Drya. Uh, this is, listen, as these things are happening with Trump, I said it's a distraction. As these things are happening now, where we're actually in the theater of war in Russia, or about to attack Russia, United States forces on the ground about to attack Russia, that is war. If we have not declared war from proxy, we're not going to declare war from actually 
being on the ground and being a part of those offensive. All of these Western nations are culpable. But the United States, here's a headline, U.S. government leading all nations, literally all 194 nations, into global beast system that would require compliance with digital health tyranny enforced by U.N. World Health Organization. This is the uh, WHO Accord, the pandemic accord that we've been talking about. Leo, just this is a brand new article today. And his question is, under whose flag do we wish to live? We're about to find out. I agree. So again, we've covered last year, thanks to Russia and African nations, they killed the World Health Organization pandemic treaty. They've come back now. And the United States of America under this buffoon, Biden, again, we know he's not running the show. You can speculate all you want. Again, that's why I call, I call it O'Biden, right? You can speculate all you want, but the fact is, that um, we need to be truth tellers here and not mix around or you know mince words where we're at right now. Um, so this article uh, is 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 uh, coming off a Gateway Pundit article that uh, talks about again 194 nations being pushed by the United States through the the o Biden administration to legally binding pandemic accord in a press release in February, which will. Um, which will, if they go through with this, give the World Health Organization control over U.S. pandemic policies or any health emergency. So this, again, we talked about the scope. It doesn't have to be just a virus or a bioweapon. It could be health emergency as far as climate change, uh, climate alarmism. It could be a health emergency via, via gun control because of all the, uh, because, you know, guns kill everybody, not people kill everybody, you know, that kind of nonsense. And Leo talks about, again, they're calling it an accord instead of a treaty, an effort to bypass U.S. Senate approval. Yes, the Biden regime is attempting to unilaterally hand over U.S. sovereignty to the United Nations World Health Organization and push other nations in doing so. This is one of, we've talked about this many times, folks, this is one of the three-legged stool of the New World Order. The New World Order has a three-legged stool that is... Um, Digital currency, controlled digital currency, uh, digital passports or, or health certific certification, which is, which is a part of, this is going to be a part of that. And then ceding national sovereignty. They have to willingly get nations to cede over, hand over national sovereignty in order for the implementation of the new world order. And as we've reported, March 12th of this year, the Trilateral Commission, which is a globalist entity, has been around for 100, almost 100 years. These are the families that are, that are the true globalists. They gave the nod, the heads up, the thumbs up to the World Economic Forum, declaring 2023 to be year one of the New World Order. In order to fully implement, again, those three things are what we're watching for. Implementation of central bank digital currency, fully controlled, and monitored and programmable health passports or what we call as digital ID, different ways of, of identification and tracking, which will eventually be on us. You know, they've moved away from, from phones to the point of being on us. It will be implanted in us. So this is again a battle I want to highlight here something positive. 
Let's go to that um, website called Sovereignty Coalition. Do we have that one, Drya? The American Sovereignty Coalition or Sovereignty Coalition. Uh, this is a website that's called SovereigntyCoalition.org. So if you just look at um, the image up there, you see Sovereignty Coalition, just type in ORG. This is a declaration to exit the World Health Organization. If you want to sign this, you can go sign this. And then April 13th, which is today, is the Take Action Day. So we're covering this tonight. So you can go and sign this declaration, again, at SovereigntyCoalition.org. Let's bring that up one more time, please, Raya. Today is the National Day of Action. They're asking to, to uh, contact your congressman. So if you go to the website, it has a take action. Click here on the right, how to make a congressional office visit in 10 easy steps. National Day of Action, withdraw the United States from the World Health Organization. Uh, so there's a declaration you can sign. You can read it. It has all the signatories, uh, including different organizations, different patriot groups. Um, I don't think they have some pastors, former Congress people like Michelle Bachman. Um, uh, Rep. Joseph Chaplick, Arizona House. So they have a couple different state representatives. But anyway, so... Uh, this is at least something that we can do productive is here in Tennessee or other parts of the country are joining us. Contact your members of Congress. Uh, let them know that we need to exit the World Health Organization. Let them know that we will not cede, that we do not consent to ceding authority to an international body, an unelected body, this is not, this is, this is unconstitutional because it, it, it is not a treaty. It has not been ratified. Biden has no authority, but yet they're doing it. So something to do there um, is very important. All right, we got to go to our break. Uh, let me, I, I got to tell you a little bit about where we're going to be traveling. Uh, but first again, visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Check out our events calendar because we're putting up our events for uh, May, June, and summer, the rest of summer. Uh, if you want us to come to your area, please email us. Uh, of course, we've already covered Rumble. Check out rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian uh, and subscribe to our Rumble page. Uh, I wanna um, let you know two things. First of all, our great pushback DVD is on back order right now. We've, it has been so successful that it is on back order, praise God. But we are taking orders because the reason is if you want to get a copy, you've not gotten copy or copies to share, we need to know so that we know how many to order because that's what happened this time. We got short. And um, so please, if you haven't gotten a copy, you, this is one of the ways you can support our ministry. Go and order a DVD. Um, and, and that way we know how many to order. Also, our brand new presentation, One World Religion Rising. We're in post-production right now. We already recorded it. It'll be coming out, Lord willing, sometime in May. By the beginning of May or so, second week of May, we will put pre-orders on our website. 
So check back on our website, or of course we'll announce it on the show here. And then speaking of events, this weekend I'm going to be in Wisconsin, Wausau, Wisconsin, for the great pushback event. They're doing an entire event around this theme um, with a great pushback against the Great Reset, calling for a solemn assembly, calling for a declaration of dependence on God alone. We're going to be doing all that this weekend, Friday night and Saturday. Then Sunday, I'm going to be at Mercy Seat Christian Church in um, Brook, as a Brookfield. Anyway, it's in the Milwaukee area, right outside Milwaukee. So if you're in that area, please come uh, hear the, 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 the sermon there at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. And then May, we have a jam-packed week that we're going to be in Minnesota. I believe we have six events in six or seven nights. Um, so we're going to be there Tuesday the 16th through the 21st. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and potentially seven events. If I, there's a chance I may be speaking at a church Sunday morning, uh, pray for me because I'm getting older. But look, Minnesota, folks in Minnesota, if you're watching us tonight, um, your state went insane the last year. Minnesota needs a pushback. Minnesota needs an awakening. Minnesota needs to wake up. The churches in Minnesota need to wake up. Christians in Minnesota need to wake up. It's time to push back before you guys lose your state. So we're going to be in Minnesota pushing hard to wake up God's people, to mobilize, especially to do things locally um, if you can't get them done at the state level. Uh, also in June, I will be back in Idaho speaking at a couple of churches, and then we'll be uh, also then going to our tour in Montana, which will be uh, three cities in Montana. So uh, again, check out our events calendar. And then finally, folks, um, we, we, uh, we operate as a ministry based on your donations, based on your support. Um, I, I, don't, I don't work for Patriot Church. I don't work for a church. We, this is how we provide for our family. This is how we provide for the ministry. This is how I travel and speak. So if you prayerfully would consider right now doing a one-time donation, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. It's secure. Uh, you can do it online. Or if you would like to mail in a check, mail it to P.O. Box 4523. Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Just put on the check, Truth and Love. Truth and Love, P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. And then finally, we are so grateful and constantly praying and thanking God for our Gideon Army. We are praying for 300 individuals or families to support this ministry. With 300, we can change and impact the kingdom of darkness with the kingdom of light. So if you want to support us on a monthly basis and pray for us on a monthly basis, we'd be great, grateful for that if you are able to be at that level. And we have people, folks, at $5 and up. So any amount monthly is a blessing. And we're, we're so grateful again um, that, that we have the Gideon Army. That's what gives us our operating budget. That's what allows us to be able to, you know, hire my son to do post-production and, uh, you know, have the, the, the internet and, and, and the live streaming costs and all the things that we do. So again, I pray you're, you're, you've been blessed by these shows. Uh, we're, we're a year and two months now and, uh, you know, 
Um, people are asking for more. People, someone emailed me a couple of weeks ago said, we think you should go to uh, daily. Uh, well, that, that's a huge commitment. It, two, two times a week is a big commitment, uh, especially with travel. So, um, and I'm still parenting with my wife's six children. So uh, it's a lot. But anyway, we're, we're prayerfully going to do more. Um, and, and I also want to make this more interactive. So we're looking at that as well. Maybe uh, once a week in our shows, the last 10 minutes, answering questions that come up uh, that you guys may have online. We'll look at that as well. All right. Uh, final issue that I want to cover here is the issue of justice. One of the signs that I believe that I covered last week, that America is in judgment, America is in massive decline and is a tale of at least two nations, right? We're, we're a tale of at least two nations, if not three, four, five nations. But certainly America is now so divided politically, economically, spiritually, morally. And so as such, um, justice is fleeting. The Bible tells us this, that one of the signs of of justice or, or of judgment is the fact that there is no justice in the land. And the reason I'm bringing this up and, and not to continually decry this is, um, is because Christians are under attack. Now, uh, by the way, I forgot, let me just backtrack real quick before we get into this because I forgot one headline that I wanted to cover for you uh, because a lot of times people say, well, you only focus on what's negative. I want to focus on something positive because um, one of the things that uh, we need to focus on is to say no to the central bank digital currency. Here's an article from Human Events. Just say no to the central bank digital currency. We've covered this at length. I I've told you it's supposed to be implemented in July with the Fed now, what they're calling. Um, but one of the positives is the fact that you have, again, Ron DeSantis out of Florida leading the way. Let's go to this headline, Drya. Ron DeSantis, Governor Ron DeSantis announces legislation to protect Floridians from a federally controlled central bank digital currency and surveillance state. You need to read this because they do not mix words. The legislative proposal protects consumers and businesses from a federally controlled CBDC by expressly prohibiting the use of a federally adopted CBDC as money within Florida's Uniform Commercial Code. Uh, instituting protections against the CB, uh, central global currency by prohibiting any CBDC issued by a foreign reserve or foreign sanctioned central bank. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about this is all about control. So once again, DeSantis is leading as a governor. Christy Noem kind of reluctantly vetoed in South Dakota their bill that would have opened the door for central bank digital currency. In Tennessee, we have not done very well on this issue. The legislature just passed a bill that opens the door for central bank digital currency. We need to follow the example of Texas. Texas is looking to create their own central bank digital, I'm sorry, their own digital currency backed by gold. That is not central bank. It's not uh, all the trappings of central bank, which we know is programmable and traceable. So traceable means every transaction you make is now recorded by the government and secondly, if it's programmable, means that they can then alter your spending habits. They can block, shut down, limit your spending, depending on what, if, they, if you're um, either uh, blacklisted, uh, you're on a government watch list, um, the FBI is after you, or using the ESG, the Environmental Social Governance, which is, creates a, that Chinese-style social credit system, they're going to then 
give you a, a social credit score based on a, a whole bunch of factors, including the fact that how much of a, uh, of, a of a nuisance you are to the to the to the to this corrupt government, and and therefore prohibit your purchasing ability. Um, of course, this is in in in. I covered this Monday night in our Patriot Network. This is in. Uh, uh, in, in conjunction with the fact that the United States dollar is being destroyed there, it's being removed from Federal Reserve. So uh, praise God for DeSantis. Uh, we need other governors to step up and prohibit central bank digital currency implemented in their states. Once again, folks, as I covered last week, I believe the United States is in the midst of a national divorce, right? We covered this last week. I believe that we are... We are preparing for national divorce. We're preparing for some form of separation. Uh, it, it has to happen, I believe, because this government is so, so corrupt now, so criminal, so treasonous. Um, the, 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 the train of abuses is so long, in my opinion, much longer than, than it was in the grievances listed in the Declaration of Independence that led to our separation. We need a separation somehow, and we got to pray. All right, so getting back to what I was saying with, with the lack of justice, look at this headline. This is unbelievable. DOJ, Department of Justice, gives trans-identifying man, do we have that one right there? Gives trans-identifying man no jail time in pro-abortion church attack case. Now, I want to give you um, the, the opposite of this, okay? So the opposite of this is Mark Hook. If you remember, Mark Hook was that pro-life father that the FBI raided his home with 25 armed federal agents, armed FBI SWAT team, in the presence of his wife and young children because he protected his 11-year-old who was being attacked by a abortion facility uh, a pro-abortion uh, activist in Philadelphia. They came after him. Now, remember that he won his case and they dropped the charges. But that's the way the Department of Justice treated a pro-life Christian. And yet, Maev Nota, who is a 31-year-old man who identifies as transgender, vandalized a Catholic church, assaulted a church employee. This is in St. Louis Catholic Church in Bellevue, Washington, June of last year, in response to the Dobbs and Jackson, so in response to the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, uh, he painted discriminatory messages about Catholics, smashed the window, vandalized the statue of the Virgin Mary, and spray-painted in the face a church employee. In a plea deal proposed by the DOJ, he will receive no jail time, only, only probation. So we're going to go after the FBI. The, 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 again, I've said, folks, the Gestapo FBI, the Gestapo DOJ, the criminal cabal that is this government, is going to go after pro-lifers. We're gonna we're gonna raid people now with 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 SWAT teams instead of giving them a quick call saying, hey, can you come in and answer some questions? 
but you, 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 you vandalize a church and you assault that church employee could have gone blind, could have choked on the chemicals, could have had a reaction. And this is the treatment. In fact, as we covered last week, if you remember, attacks against, or I should say on Tuesday's show, attacks against Christian churches has increased 300% just in the last year. So this lack of justice, I'm trying to prepare you, is going to lead to more violence against Christians, and not just any violence, but trans violence. Again, trans-terrorism, right? We covered this on Tuesday. Again, this is a rise of the trans-terrorism. They are, they, are, they are amping up these individuals. They're arming them. They're training them. This is demonic. It is evil. It is an antichrist spirit. And it is part of what we should be gearing up for in these last days. Here's another article. Then when these things happen, instead of them being the perpetrators, they become the victims. Look at this article, Violent Victimhood. When leftists do violence or intimidate, it's always someone else's fault. Exhibit A, Riley Gaines, a decorated female swimmer who had spoken out against the usurpation of women's sports by men who claim to be women. She directly talked about being in the locker room where she turns around where she's getting dressed and there's a big tall dude standing there naked with his, with his uh, forgive me for saying, with his penis hanging out. And so she was scheduled by the campus chapter of Turning Point USA to speak on April 6th at San Francisco State University when an angry mob overflowed the 75-seat classroom. Police ended the event early due to safety concerns and attempted unsuccessfully to extricate gains. On the way out, she was assaulted by a man in a dress. Again, here's trans violence. They're not being assaulted. They're assaulting conservatives and Christians. Anybody that stands for biblical values, biblical morals, this is the new America, and this is who the government's going to protect. And then you have all these Soros-backed corrupt prosecutors, like the McCloskey case in St. Louis, when they were defending their, their property, standing there, um, when a mob was out there, they just simply were standing there with their weapons out. Of course, you have the corrupt brag in New York City with the Trump indictment. Then it gets worse. On, uh, after she was punched twice, she was then surrounded and barricaded inside a classroom while the mob laughed at, about holding her for ransom. She was unable to leave the scene until police declared the mob to be an unlawful assembly and announced that they would arrest students. Incredibly, the vice president of San Francisco State University, no surprise, this is in San Francisco, for student affairs, Jamila Moore, responded to the episode by thanking the students, praising their tremendous bravery to stand in a challenging space. And the article goes on to say, imagine if the roles were reversed and a group of white conservative ambushed someone within the LGBT community, physically assaulted them and held them for ransom for three hours, tweeted Gaines. There would be arrests and reper repercussions for the perpetrators and administration who allowed this. Well, more than that, it'd be, again, a 24-hour news cycle Armageddon. 
just like the, 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 the perpetrator and the victim in Nashville at the Covenant School becomes the victim because if we don't use their pronouns. This is insanity. This is depravity. Then the athletic director of this school that should be defunded, if any uh, government funds are going to it, but again, nothing surprised. These are cesspools. Chimed in to suggest that Gaines' argument about only biological females should compete against biological females was rooted in gender bias. Yeah, you know what? We are, Stephanie Shreve, we are gender biased. That's exactly what we are. Because a man is a man, a woman's a woman. And we only believe in two genders. So this is just more lunacy. But my point is this, folks. This is ramping up when you have the federal government, the Department of Justice, the FBI, that's not going to protect Christians. This is exactly what happened. Remember, years ago, none of you probably none of you know the story, but uh, when Pamela Geller was doing an event in Garland, Texas, the FBI had an informant. The FBI knew the two Muslims who were, who were uh, fundamentalist Muslims were going to shoot up the event. They were going to attack the event. They knew it. They didn't warn Pamela. They didn't warn her security team. Thank God she had hired her own SWAT team, basically, and paid them to be there. And they, they, they were able to stop the threat. They killed those two guys outside the event. They never even got into the building. But that was no thanks to the FBI. And we're at that point now. No thanks to the FBI or the Department of Justice. We are now targets. Christians are targets. And, 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 and they're going to side with the, with, with the, with the attackers with the violent, and not only side with them, does it not make sense that this then will further incite them? If you get away with crime, don't you, aren't you gonna be emboldened to commit more crime? Isn't that how it works? As a former police officer, I can tell you that's how it works. When you have Bragg in New York City that will not charge anybody with a felony, even for, for felony crimes, and yet he can find 34 felonies in Donald Trump, we have no justice, and that ultimately means greater threat to conservatives, to patriots, and to Christians. And so I go back to how I started tonight. This is why we must abide in Christ. Whatever you ask in my name shall be given to you if you abide in me. If we abide, in, if we ask Lord Jesus, we want to stand in this day. We want to proclaim the truth. We want to proclaim who you are. We're, gonna, we're not going to shy back. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to sit down. We're not going to be quiet. And in season, out of season, we're going to declare the good news to this dying and crooked and corrupt and demonic world. The world is getting evil and more and more and more evil every day. More and more depraved every day. And yes, we need a revival, but as I said last week, I do not believe we're going to see a national revival. Revival is going to come in pockets, in places, in areas. And yes, I believe we need to prepare for a national separation. And more are beginning to talk about this. In fact, I covered on Monday in, my, in our Patriot Network meeting that a Rasmussen poll recently done shows 47% of Republicans believe we need a national divorce, that we're at a point where we cannot live with the left that wants to kill us. How do you coexist with those who want to murder you? 
and are being allowed to do it. They're being allowed to come and attack our churches, vandalize, burn, firebomb, threaten, assault, make threats. This is not sticks and stones. This is real. And I will not sit by. For, our, for Patriot Church, we are heavily armed and heavily trained. So if anybody is even thinking about coming, good luck. You're going to be met with massive resistance. We're going to protect our schools. We're going to protect our families. We're going to do what God has called us to do, to be men of God, shepherds, stand in the gap, not be wimps and cowards and spineless like most pastors today that are afraid of their own shadows. And this program and this ministry is going to continue to proclaim the truth no matter what. And we're going to continue to call Christians to abide in Christ no matter what. Because we, I don't want any Christ follower to then be thrown away, pruned, cut out, withered, and, and thrown away. I want you and I and our families to abide, to flourish, to bear good fruit, to be pruned when necessary. But, as, but, but the days are such, folks, that it's, gonna, it's, it's coming through greater persecution and suffering, greater hardship. And right now it's at the level of hatred, but it's getting to the point that it's a level of violence. And it's not at the level of violence that Christians in Iran and China and Nigeria and Sudan face, but it is getting to the point where now we are targets. And we got to buckle up, put on the armor of God, and be ready to abide in Christ no matter what the cost. Pray that we do not go to war with Russia. Pray that we do not enter World War III. Pray that God will thwart the plans of the enemy. And pray that you and I can stand faithfully in this hour. We gotta go. Uh, thank you for being with us tonight. The hour went by fast. Again, please prayerfully consider a one-time support of the ministry. You can make a one-time donation at tillministry.com slash donate. Either mail a check or online donation or pray about being a part of our Gideon Army. Uh, Wisconsin folks, we'll see you this weekend. Um, Minnesota folks, we'll see you next month. Western uh, Idaho and Montana folks, we'll see you in June, all Lord willing. Listen, uh, on one note, will you pray for our family? We continue to have uh, just sickness issues and uh, I don't know if you heard my son today he's coughing back there he's trying to keep it together but uh, uh, my wife and our kids they got this bad cough and uh, I don't know if it's viral or something so anyway just just covet your prayers for our family for our ministry pray you're a covering over me for health and strength the last trip I was on um, in, 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 in March was rough physically um, I had some symptoms so just, I, just, I just covet your prayers for travel this weekend that the Lord would strengthen me that even in my weakness he be made strong. I'll be praying for you guys as well. May God bless you and protect you. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. Have a blessed weekend. And we will see you, Lord willing, next Tuesday live back with you here. God bless.